It's December 6th, 2021. This is Rook. He is an Iranian teenage genius who was dreaming up new inventions at the age of eight in Tehran after winning awards and acclaim in his homeland, Erfan Nurayi, emigrated to Canada at the age of 16 three years ago, where he has promptly received more prizes, been congratulated by the Premier of Ontario, chatted with Obama, become a youth counselor, and taken on the cause of mental health. Last month, Arafan was awarded the United Nations Bronze Medal for Invention in 2021, representing Canada. And today he's here in the Rook studio for a feature interview. Plus, we have your letters at a debate about Persian supporting arts. This is Conversations From, To, and About the Iranian Diaspora. I'm Gian Gomeshi. This is Rook. Hi there, welcome to episode 158 of Rook. Hope you're keeping well wherever you're tuning in from around the world. Hello to you from Toronto, from Canada. Salam Dustan Aziz, Durud Bashuma, or Durud. I'm still trying to figure out which one, which, Shai, which one makes me cooler? If I were to just say Durud, am no, I cooler? None of them, actually. Neither. I was, thank you. I, <laughs> you have to forget Shaya, about Durud. You have learned how I to I thought speak. Durud was the cool thing. What do I have to no. say? Chakeram or something? Yeah. Yeah. Salam alaykum. <laughs> oh. Salam alaykum. Like, no, no. You have to slur Salam alaykum? Yes. Uh, oh. But, but Durud is uh, like the most formal thing. Oh. You can say. I yeah. love it. I thought because uh, the the dude, you know, the Behzad, uh, you know. So uh, he, he keeps trying to like, uh, because Salam is an Arabic word. Uh -huh. Durud is a Persian. And we're Arabs, right? Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so wait a second. I thought, so Durud is not cool. Uh, well, it's not that it's not cool. It's a little old-fashioned. Well, I don't right? mind old-fashioned. Hamas Karanat. Hamas Karanat. That's definitely <laughs> Arabic. <laughs> uh, so, but if, okay, so uh, between Durud Barshama mm. and Durud... Durud, uh, yeah. Which one? Which one would I say and have you continue talking to me at a party? <laughs> Neither of them. <laughs> you, you say Drood, I'm walking away, bro. <laughs> I'll see what these guys teach like, me. Like I thought I, I thought I, you know, I used to say Salam, and then they said say Durud, and now they're walking away from me. You see, <laughs> uh, drove. I'm saying hi to this guy. He's saying weird. Like stuff. whose weird Ooh. uncle is this? <laughs> Salam as um. Salam. <laughs> Turn into radio porn. <laughs> you know, Erfan Nurayi. Yeah. Listen, he's he's. There's been two major inventions. Young Erfan has uh, presided over. By the way, he's coming in the studio in just a little bit. Uh, ready, Keon? Yeah. The photon. No, the photoelectron particle detector. Mm -hmm. And the pho you know what that is, I'm obviously. Like, yeah. I'm and the <laughs> photon analyzer system for the analysis and noise reduction of optical signals carrying 
digital information. Wow, that's a mouthful. <laughs> I mean, you can't even say that. And yeah. He invented it. That's right. That's right. I was just going to say, <laughs> he invented things that you don't you don't understand the title. I can't of. even yeah. pronounce. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Right. This is definitely going to be one of those. Uh, I have a feeling. Uh, we'll see when he comes in here in a few minutes. But this is definitely going to be one of those interviews where afterwards, every we'll all feel bad about ourselves. <laughs> Especially, I mean, you isn't know, that every interview? <laughs> it is pretty much. But this one, I mean, he's like nineteen. You know, yeah. and you're just your life will just be like. I can just why hear, hear my mother crying inside. Why like, couldn't that be you? <laughs> and Reza's mother crying on the outside. <laughs> she can't hold it. Can't yeah, hold no it any longer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is just a disaster, my child. So Erfan Nurai, uh, this kind of whiz kid in Iran, and uh, then moved here. Uh, his English seems really good, too. I don't know. He moved here like a couple of years ago. He's I guess part of being a whiz. Yeah, you're a genius. You just exactly. speak well. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and But he's also said, I mean, I'm going to ask him about this, but he said he didn't receive the support that he had hoped he would get in Iran. Which is a bit weird to me because it, he's in the sciences. He's an invent. You know, I thought that's the place that we do give support in Iran. You know, mm -hmm. compared to. Uh, but it's nice to hear that not only is he getting the support in terms of research and development dollars in Canada, but he's. You know, Canada's really embraced him. I mean, it's it's really nice to see him winning these medals and what and uh, representing Canada. And he's only really been here for two or three years. That's you know? actually, yeah, I that's mean, we still Canada still sees Shia as an immigrant. You know? <laughs> Let this. Why is this person in the country? But with Airfon, we're like, hey, the premier know, is sending right? text messages and quite yeah. selective with our immigration. <laughs> <system>. <laughs> the other thing, I, by the way, hello to Captain Reza. Hello, sir. Hello, Groovy Shy, the Hi, beautiful sir. Groovy Shy, and uh, the fabulous Keon. Hi, Hi. You know, uh, I also want to make sure people know we're going to get to letters mm -hmm. at the end of uh, after Air and we got a bunch of letters I guess we did the interview with uh, DJ Aras mm -hmm. and then we posted a, a moment of that where he's uh, he was very candid this is a guy who's worked in the entertainment business Persian entertainment business throwing parties DJ events etc for many years and I, I has been quite successful at it uh, and he he was rook. I mean, he went he went to town, kind of saying, you know, I don't believe the Persian community is supportive enough of culture and the arts. These are all the problems I've had. This is mm -hmm. where we've got a bad reputation. And I loved his candor. Now I know we've gotten a bunch of people uh, who've written and said, basically, how dare you? Yeah. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. Paragraphs. Paragraphs. Oh, well, well, you know, why are you guys shitting on Persians? You know, why is it? Why are you? Well, and, and I have to say, we've heard this before. Every time, mm -hmm. you know, we do something on this show about why are, you know, Iranians uh, can have um, racist tendencies or Iranians have this issue or that issue, uh, we get people writing and going, why are you saying bad things? Uh, do the, and, I don't, here's what I don't get. Do people think that Persians are perfect? Like, the, clearly well, it's, the, there's It's not issue. just that, but I just want to, I want to restate that this is part of the mission of this program mm -hmm. is to talk to each other the way a family family addresses issues within the family now if i'm going somewhere uh, out in society you know years I, for years i was on the cbc talking about iran iranians persians 
I would almost never say a bad word if I wasn't if unless I was talking about something political to do with the regime or something. You know, but if I'm talking about the community for the larger community, obviously we want to speak um, not not in superlatives, but we want to we want to buttress the positive sides of our community that don't get seen mm. in in a wave of in a wash of negative generalizations and stereotypes and all that. But when we are speaking amongst each other. This show, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I love that there's non-Iranians listening, but the majority of the people listening around the world are of Iranian background. The show, you know, our tagline, Conversations From To and About the Iranian Diaspora. That means we should not just be going, yay, mm-hmm. the teenage inventor, which we're going to do today, but yeah. also talk about issues in our community that we haven't talked about because mm-hmm. we're just the kind of community that doesn't talk about that. Yeah. And this thing with the Persians not supporting the arts, uh, I, I, I wish it was something that we made up. You know, I wish yeah. it was something that me and Shia have been talking. You know, I mean, how many people have we had on this show? Great musicians or creators or writers or, you know, who've talked about not receiving the support Talents. from the community. And I can tell you, working for years in non-Iranian, in, in Canadian radio and television, I, of course, there's elements of that. You get, you'll get you get an author going, oh, I didn't receive the support. I wish we, you know, funded uh, this better or whatever, this uh, Canadian cinema. But you would never hear it on a constant basis the way you do with the Persian community and in a, in a really heartbreaking way. So this guy comes on and says, listen, I'm a DJ, I'm a promoter. Uh, I've been trying to keep this going for years. I, I can't do it anymore because I'm not getting the support. And people say, why are you shitting on the community? You know, I don't disagree that we should not descend into generalizations. It is absolutely true that there are Iranians out there uh, and we speak to them and we're, we've had them on the show who are not only supporting, who are going out of their way to celebrate, support, bring to light amazing Iranian art, culture, et cetera. But for the most part, yeah, you know, and we've all experienced it here in Toronto. So I don't think it's you know he's not speaking out of his ass. He's speaking about his own live experiences. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. can't discount that. It's right. the truth. And if you wanna if you wanna grow as a community as a collective, you gotta you gotta face the harsh truth. And this exactly. is it. I mean, but but I, you're right. Gian is right. Like we do have uh, great supporters uh, of Iranian descent or Iranian second or first generation Iranian out in the diaspora that support the community and mm-hmm. arts. We have sponsors ourselves that sponsor our show. Yes. Or yes. Just, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyone who sponsors this show, I, am, I <laughs> no 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 no. no I mean you're truly, right. Yeah. No, I absolutely I know that they're partly doing it because it's it's a cultural mission yeah. for them. Yeah. Yeah. They are, and a lot of times there is it, it, they're they're they they want to give back, but it's not the majority, yeah, and that's that's a fact. And it's not a yeah, and we don't have to generalize, and and we'll get to the specific letters obviously yeah, yeah. Uh, later. And I think it was also we posted it was a moment where I mean the Iraq interview is an hour long, and yeah. it was the the five minutes where he's going oh that person can mean, but but I mean. You know, we've had the same thing with Kambis Hosseini or Banafshi Akhlari or whoever comes on and says something critical about the community. People, we get a bunch of letters going, how dare this person? Why are they saying bad yeah. things about the community? So, well, I, I, is everyone just making this up, yeah. you know, or are we, are, or are we living and breathing it? And I, mean, I can tell you, when it comes to arts and culture, you know, when, when I cite the example too many times, but when we have someone like Farid Zoland, you know, literally begging to be recognized for uh, one of the greatest songwriters in the, in the world because there's no system of recognition for this guy. And even when he's in the West, 
people haven't stepped up to sort of support him. Yeah. I mean, what are we supposed to say to that? That's yeah. that's a that's a myth. We're just engaging in uh, negative criticism, right? In fact, the acknowledgement of it is the least you can do. It's a step towards becoming better, but exactly. acknowledging the issue and then maybe taking a step towards a solution. Yeah, but we're seeing it on our show, Unmarried Persian Girls, all these issues that we're bringing to light that literally have not been spoken about. You know, we're getting all these letters saying, oh, like, you know, why aren't you talking about the positive yes, aspects yeah. of the culture, this and that? Like, yes, we can talk about the positive yeah. aspects for sure, but there is why a lot of... Why aren't you saying nice things about men? Right. It's like, well, this cult show called our Mary Persian girls we're talking <laughs> about our issues and yeah, these yeah, are yeah. our experiences yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's some of them are totally fair I mean mm -hmm. I, listen any feedback I, I think is oh, yeah. the, if the people that you take the time you guys to to write a paragraph on you know one of our platforms and, and want to say something I, I, I love it I, I really appreciate it and keep doing it uh, and some people were just saying let's not generalize and I think mm -hmm. that's fair yeah. you know we don't mm -hmm. but I, I just had to it, I, maybe it triggered me. I was like, "Come on, really? <laughs> we can't we can't do a show where we're critical without people going? Yeah. Ah, why are you always critical of, uh, you know?" And yeah. and so we'll get to those letters. How, let's, Reza, how was your weekend? It was pretty great, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. A great weekend. Uh, spent it with the family. Oh, really? Which That's family right. is that? Let me tell you about Reza. <laughs> let me tell you about Reza. He has two families. <laughs> no, let me let me tell you. Something. Secret life. First of all, Reza used to complain. <laughs> and sort of poo-poo <laughs> these Persian parties. You know the Persian mm -hmm. parties where you, right. you dress up and it has the loud music and yeah. the lights and the, yeah. you know. And, oh, and everybody. that's a ball. Yes, yeah. yes. That's right, that's right. And then, and then like 20 Rose. people have to take a photo at once together and they're all like, yeah. you know, and then there's 100 photos of those same thing on right. the Instagram. And it's great. I support, you know, people have fun, right? But you know, I, I, Reza used to make fun of this. Right. Then I, I sensed Reza was starting to go to these things, right? <laughs> but yeah. you wouldn't see him in the pictures. <laughs> yeah. got me and he'd be like, no, no, I wasn't there. And he'd be like, oh, that's interesting. Now, I mean, I can't, I can't. I can, I can barely look at Instagram if I, I don't see Reza posting. <laughs> You're posing in some. Uh, I'm not posting. I'm not posing. You're not posting. You are posing. You yeah, are I'm posing. I'm posing. And sure. I can even see some of them. He's a bit sheepish. Like everyone's doing the pose yeah. in their, you yeah. know, yeah. expensive dresses, and and Reza's kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm in the photo. <laughs> One of those, yeah. But I swear, for the longest time, I was like, I don't, I don't go to those things, and you know, they, are these are these like Javad parties? Well, no, no, actually, it's the kind of parties you used to go to. You know? I, I was just gonna say, yeah. I, I guess you not guys have every, traded places. <laughs> stages in my life where I crave you know the Persian parties mm. and music and stuff I've had stages and then I get sick of it I'm like oh I these people and then I miss it again and I go back oh they're, <laughs> they're gonna be great it's a great but maybe not every weekend twice a no, weekend I, I can't see a photo without Reza in it now you know? can't see a photo without Reza in it <laughs> if there's a no. party somewhere Reza's you know yeah. and uh, you have yeah. to dance at these parties so I can you do imagine. it's problematic because I don't know I don't, I don't like to dance I'm not a good dancer and they force you it's like yeah. sometimes you're tired it's end of the night you just want to go home Reza Baad Reza Baad Reza Baad Reza Baad we are coming to you on rookmedia.com it is that you can link to all of our platforms and all of our programs 
We are on an ongoing mission to build a new audiovisual encyclopedia of Iranian diaspora identity. Our programs are on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Instagram, Castbox. If you like to see some visuals on Rook Media, switch over to YouTube right now. And if you like your Rook descriptions of bulletins in English and Persian, check us out on Telegram. You can sponsor our show by getting in touch with us, and you can become a patron of our program and just help us out that way by going to the support us button on our main website. Again, it's rookmedia.com where you can find everything you're looking for, uh, past episodes, guests, video, etc. rookmedia.com. That's right. And how was your weekend, Gian? I read an, an entire book this weekend. Over the weekend? Uh, yeah, I, I got it on Friday and devoured it. You're it's, you're a fast reader. I'm a general. fast reader, yeah. but uh, also I got if I'm into it, it's it's even more fun. Mm. And it's a book about Reza Shah. Wow. Yeah, which one? yeah, yeah. It's a new book by uh, Professor Charles Bakash. 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 It's not a common name. It's funny because I left him a voice message, and on his voice message, he says Bakash. But I don't know if he's saying that for the Western people. But it's Yes, that's what he probably is. Yeah, Bakash. And I'm assuming it was a good book since you devoured it. Yeah. I thought, first of all, I think he's a great historian. I remember when I was doing back in the day, and I did my thesis, an independent thesis in political science on the revolution in Iran, he had written a book called The Reign of the Ayatollahs that came out in the early 1990s that uh, uh, I devoured back then. So here, I'm looking forward to actually getting to talk to him. I've never spoken to him. But his book is called The Fall of Reza Shah, but I I suspect we'll do a two-parter with him on um, the rise and then the fall of Reza Shah. But we'll get into all the details. For, this is for the Contemporary History of Iran, our series that we post on Thursdays. But what I wanted to say about Reza Shah, I mean, I have so much to say now. I'm overflowing with things to say about Reza Shah. I, I knew Reza Shah from things you hear in your family yes. and the culture, things we've said on this show. I mean, what I studied of Iran was always post-1950. But what I think is so fascinating when you're reading about historical characters in Iran and, and, and our series, The Contemporary History of Iran, focuses mostly on the 20th century. We, we're dating the contemporary history basically from the end of the Qajar era, so the end of the 19th century to present day. So it's really the last 150 years. It's so different from experiencing uh, Western history, reading about, you know, I mean, when I did my degree in, I did political science and history, and, and political science, I was doing contemporary Middle Eastern politics and stuff, so I, that's why I, why I studied Iran. But my history degree was Canadian and American history. And when you're studying presidents or prime ministers, you know, it's it's a continuum of, of growth and modernization. So, so, of course, there are presidents in American history that stand out, but there's no president or one leader that is responsible for revolutionary change within a decade or two. And because Iran was a developing country, some would argue still is, a developing country, uh, and trying to catch up. You know, by the 20th century, it was like the United States existed, Russia existed, all these places, and Iran's in catch-up mode and had started the oil revenue, there's deals being made with the British. What Reza Shah does from 1925 I mean, you know, the Qajar is a bit of a mess, you know. The, yeah. So from 1925 to 1941, 
I mean, it, it's it's you, you know you can't believe the amount. Of, I mean, there's the National Railroad, and then there's roadways and infrastructure, and a banking and tax system, and a military, and the end of tribalism, and women's emancipation, and education, and the judiciary, and Western dress codes. You know yeah. that people have to wear the fedora, <laughs> and the Persianization of language. All of this happens in a decade and a half. I mean, it's just remarkable, right? You go, wow, this guy's presiding over all now. Depending on who you are, and depending on what your reading of history is, he's either this incredible, you know, modernizer of Iran, or an autocrat and a dictator. I mean, no one suggests that Reza Shah was an easy dude to, you know, get along with. I mean, he's uh, all of his ministers are either fired or jailed or whatever, you know, in the first few years, and 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 in the end, he's um, at least in in this book, the the case is made that he's really not even that popular uh, amongst the Iranian people, which is one of the reasons why the British kind of nicks him because they they don't want to by association they don't want to be associated with Reza Shah, uh, and the country is actually pro-German at that point in the in, World War II, but just the idea that this person was at the forefront of that much change, its you. there's nothing in Canadian history, for example, that compares to that, and Canada is a relatively new country, but it's just that the, the, the amount of change in that country from 1925 to 1941. Just think so. where we would have been now if he stayed in power. <laughs> Who knows? Well, yeah. Well, well, I, yeah. Things were things were on the up from you know my perspective, but I know but yeah, well, he didn't. He didn't. I mean, the Pahlavi stayed in power, right? What do you mean? Well, his dynasty. His dynasty stays. He in 1941, it gets passed to his son mm-hmm. Mohammad Reza Shah, right? right. Uh, but but he in particular, they're they're like you got to mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, well, I don't want to get into all the spoiler alert, yeah. you know. <laughs> Yeah. I don't want to tell the story until we do the episode, but so I mean the Pahlavis are still in power till 1979, mm-hmm. with the notable exception of that 1953. But but yeah, no, I mean he he's a, obviously a very strong personality and leader that his son was not at least in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, what would have happened if he stayed? Uh, it's it's tough to say, but yeah. what he accomplishes in those fifteen years Incredible. is amazing. Yeah, it takes he drags the country from because great leaders like throughout history are known usually for a few things, like one or two things: emancipation of people, liberty, bringing right. freedom, yeah. and stuff right. like that. But he's <laughs> yeah. You're and right. by the way, he was a great military leader. Mm-hmm. Yes. He comes yes. to That's power by being the guy who fights you know uh, for i mean he's leading armies right he, he banned the hijab is that right that was one of the like more well that's stringent. part of the problem is he he his too much change too fast and his method was iron will you do what i say <laughs> or yeah i mean you wear the fedora you wear a hat i love that by the way i love that. really she still wears I mandatory wish, dress codes? i really wish men still wear wore hats today i wish they dressed like how they did but in a the mandatory 50s. hat like you have to wear why that? not everybody will look great well you could tell you can't tell if the guy is bald or not you're gonna That's go okay. on a date exactly then. doesn't that fix everything <laughs> anyway we'll get to that in the coming I guess, weeks uh, on uh, the contemporary history of Iran. I, I so look forward to speaking to Professor Akash. Sorry, that's a total sideline, but you asked me what I did this weekend, uh-huh. and that book was uh, so engrossing. Hey, a big shout-out to... 
myterms.ca. Myterms.ca. You want a leader like Reza Shah or Arash? <laughs> oh, oh. I have no idea if he's a Big fan or not. Or, yeah. <laughs> You're going to get an angry call if <laughs> he's not. Right, like, how right. dare you compare me to him? <laughs> oh, Arash and Anita Fazalipur. Uh, they are life partners and business partners. They're the founders of MyTerms.ca. This is a, a mortgage company in Ontario, Canada. They have an amazing record with MyTerms.ca, focusing on the service aspect of the mortgage business. Very well-reviewed online. They specialize in multi-million dollar transactions through institutional and private sources and represent a handful of wealthy private investors who focus on one to $10 million first or second mortgages. If you are a builder, developer or a mortgage broker looking to team up with a great source, this company is what you need. Check them out online, myterms.ca, or you can give them a call, 416-MYTERMS, if you're in North America. Again, they make it a big priority to give back to the Persian community as well. Uh, these are folks who do support culture and the arts in a big way. Arash and Anita Fazalipur, myterms.ca. Keon, so you've selected some of the uh, paragraphs, uh, some of the paragraphs, <laughs> yes, yes, some of the, the letters, the comments we'll that those. we're going to talk about and dissect and and discuss uh, with the letters of the week coming up. Uh, Captain Reza Grubishaya, the fabulous Keon. See you guys in a, just a little bit. Let's get to our feature guest. You know, when you do a twice weekly program, that's uh, at least partly based on celebrating people in our Iranian diaspora, you tend to wonder if you're being too promotional or amping up some of the accomplishments of some successful folks, you know, because they are Iranian. But there really is no way to overstate the impressive feats of my future guest today. After all, some of us were good at language when we were in our teens or football or strumming a guitar or doing well in math. But how about being a world-class quantum physics inventor? That's right. Our feature guest today is an accomplished Iranian-Canadian inventor who is still in his teens. Erfan Nurayi is a 19-year-old genius who's best known for his inventions of the photoelectron particle detector and photon analyzer system for the analysis and noise reduction of optical signals carrying digital information. That's right. Not only did you guys out there not invent those things, you don't even know what those words mean, nor do I. So Erfan was born and raised in Iran. He won the Khorazmi Youth Award, both at provincial and national levels for his inventions in Iran at the age of 16 in 2017. He immigrated to Canada about three years ago and represented Canada last month among the top 1,000 inventors inventors from 35 countries at the International Federation of Inventors Association Awards, where he took home the bronze medal in the United Nations World Best Inventor and Innovator category. He's now a Toronto City Youth Counselor, a mental health advocate, a quantum physics inventor, and a student at York University. And right now, Erfan Nurayi joins me in the Rook studio today. Hello, sir. Hi, thank you so much for having me today, and uh, it is so much honor to be here with you, Gian. Thank you. Uh, the honor is mine. It's very nice to have you here. Thank you for doing this, and uh, it's quite uh, quite a list of accomplishments already for a 19-year-old. What, what was it like to win a United Nations bronze medal last month? Yeah, it was quite life-changing experience, and I dreamed to get that award, and that came true. How was so, it life-changing? You say it's life-changing. Yeah, uh, life-changing in uh, in the meaning of like, you know, uh, finding a 
a way to represent my my you know what I love or what I'm passionate about. So that was um, uh, that was uh, what I always dreamed, but I couldn't reach that in uh, when I was in Iran. So uh, you know because of like sanctions or yes. any of those yes. situations. So well, we'll get into some of that. But now that you've reached your dream, you can stop, right? There's nothing left to do anymore. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for your support and and Rock Media and your colleagues at Rock Media. Right, that's very kind. Thank thank you. I mean, when you won that. Uh, bronze medal. I mean, one of the ways it would be life changing is there are people who are surely aware of you, both in Iran and in Canada, and maybe around the world, and especially in the community of, say, inventors or physicists or et cetera. But this event really um, carried your name and your story in a much bigger way. I saw a Premier Doug Ford tweeting about you, his yeah. respect. There were a lot of stories about you. Are you surprised just how much you've been embraced? in Canada, given that you only moved here two or three years ago? It was super surprising for me. Like, I, I knew that there is a support in, uh, you know, in developed countries like Canada or United States. But the support I saw here was much, you know, fabulous than what I expected before. And, you know, uh, government of Canada, even uh, in the national or uh, even provincial levels, uh, they supported. And, and you know, um, I, I would like to thank them for this systematic support for innovators, for inventors, for every community, and mm -hmm. and that's you know uh, that I, I want to appreciate. You know, I have to say, Irfan, we talk actually a fair bit on this show because we're talking about Iranians and Iranian issues, and some, sometimes they can be difficult. And we talk about yeah. the difficulty of immigration, challenges people have when they immigrate. But in this case, I really do have to share some pride in Canada and Canadians for um, really considering you. I mean, if you read the stories uh, about you, uh, they don't say some immigrant who came two years ago. I mean, they, they really embrace you as a Canadian. I mean, Canadians are proud of you as well as the Iranian community. And and for someone who's uh, just gotten here two or three years ago, I think I think that's quite beautiful. Yeah, exactly. So, like, uh, I, like I didn't expect. Like, when I uh, won the award, so so immediately after that, uh, I saw like government of Canada in United Nations ambassador, like the representative of the government of Canada to the United Nations. They immediately tweeted about it, and and you know, uh, I was shocked, and I told <sighs> my you know mother, wow. I, I, so so I, I compared that when I was in Iran. So uh, I didn't see that much support from government of Iran. I'm not really a you know political yes, person in that. You don't, but, yes. you know, I, I'm I'm just meaning the implementation of the yeah. educational system in our country. But uh and, and you know just in comparison with two countries, two nations, um so I, I saw that like this support is hugely appreciated. What does your innovator. mom say in a situation when, where your her teenager wins a, a bronze medal from the United Nations in, in innovation? Do, do you get extra amen or do you, <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the what's the how, how do you celebrate? What's the yeah? She was you know she was shocked like every tweets or you know media or uh, I took screenshots or sent them for her and and she was like sh super excited like. Uh, that was the focal point and ah. she was excited about how innovators like young people are supported in, and you know not just in innovation field like even in politics even in sports so 
they are all supported in well they the may matter. be supported but they're not all winning awards i mean you 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 know you're you're clearly one of the world's best and and and, uh, and you're doing this at a very young age i, I actually want to get into your inventions and and uh, have you try and explain them to us but while we're talking about you being celebrated and uh, the interesting uh, journey that it's been for you already. I understand last year you met President Obama or former President Obama as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was uh, the story of meeting uh, President Obama. And uh, so, like, uh, after like York University uh, and many um, government of Canada published a statement about uh, the President Obama that he uh, was coming to Canada and then, uh, and then uh, they this called. This is last, last year? Yeah, last year, like about uh, 2020, okay. and they called on youth, like young people, like to apply for sending their uh, activities or mm -hmm. uh, what they did in community to mm -hmm. to make change, to make a difference in community. So, uh, and I just submitted my like uh, like like what I, I did, and and then after after two weeks, like after one week or one one and a half week, they uh, announced the results and. And I, I, I was just like, uh, it, it was really, I didn't expect, like, uh, when I, like, saw uh, their email, like, and, um, and, uh, and I was invited to, to meet and talk with President Obama, that mm. was really uh, interesting as a young... Uh, what did you talk to him about? Yeah, uh, like, they, they could ask questions um, as, like, some, some kind of volunteers. So it's a group of young people, like, they call it Young Leaders Delegate, yes. who are, you know some kind of delegation thing yes. and you know uh you can somehow like representing um other other young people mm -hmm. or something like that mm -hmm. and then uh yeah by the way be careful of your hand you keep hitting the microphone and it makes a noise you see this oh, okay. so imagine it's a uh it's a photo electron electron uh, <laughs> exactly. you know, it's you a clearly you're good with yeah, your, you're every, careful with your hands <laughs> stop yeah. hitting the microphone oh okay okay as a, as a, yeah uh, every uh, noise like reminds me of that invention well, I, got, I, I know <laughs> because it's partly about noise so i'm like yeah. uh, i was like this guy's invented the, the you know yeah. we could use your invention here and you're hitting the microphone um you know, part of your story and, and part of what I, what I love honestly about. I mean, your accomplishments are are fabulous, and we can be proud of that. But it's it's the passion that you exhibit. Like you're really into this. You know, it's it's like a it's like a, a kid who's into a, their favorite rock band or really into dancing, and you're really into this. And tell me why? Why are you so passionate about innovation? Is that okay? Like, if I talk about my childhood, of course. Yeah. So actually, I had um, I I really had a bizarre childhood. So you know, I take garbages or random household items around me, and then and then my hot glue and you know some uh, pieces of paper, and then uh, create inventions. This is in Tehran. Yeah, this is in Tehran. So you're so a little kid, and you're 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 finding garbage and making inventions. Out exactly. Of it. What's the earliest you? What's the youngest you can remember doing that? How yeah. Old? So. I, it was like starting uh, when I was eight years old or seven years old. Okay. So when we talk talk with family, when we talk with parents, and you know, um, of course they never worked. But uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but you know the idea. What were you inventing when you were seven? What was uh, what did you try to invent? Uh, like you know, um, 
building buildings or shadows like whatever i had like i i imagined so i tried to make it real or i i really loved making things so and and you know crafting them and and make that like exactly like what i saw on a uh, picture uh. and you know uh mm, the idea of taking the resources around me and piecing them together to create inventions like you know uh came very naturally and th- that was that was you know that was a turning point and and after that like you know uh when i was just 16 i had a book like called uh, how things work and mm-hmm. i loved this you know even like n- natural things like physics or uh and you know these uh, these books i i, I loved that and and my first toy was uh was electronic module and my <sighs> father you know my father bought me these modules and you know like gave me as gift now your toy. father's not an inventor right no uh no. and no, knows your mom this is, no neither it like, just it this is just some it happened that you happen to be really fascinated with this stuff yeah yeah i, I like th- making things like from that age and the, like very young age but neither of them like mm, like worked in these kind of you know fields and you know that was uh you know like reading books and uh, watching learning and would you have a lot of friends or did you spend a lot of time alone i mean it's it occurs to me that inventing things isn't something you usually do in a group so so yeah. you had to be comfortable being alone exactly and yeah exactly i i was you know teamwork uh is important but uh you know teamwork is great for uh, making robots for example mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Uh, we did that like for uh in in 2018 oh, and we, we did went that to as Thailand. well you invented yeah. some robots okay yeah some robots but it, it's it's great to have a team like to be in a team yeah but i when you're eight and surely there's some other boys that you go to school with whether who are playing football or something are, do you say no? I, I want to go up to my room and work on inventing things. Is that? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, like this happened. Uh, this usually happened for me. Like I, uh, they they asked me like, yeah, we, we can go out and play. And I I, I usually um, wasn't really, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. It, it was it was a little bit of uh, you know bizarre childhood. So uh, I was really curious about it and curious about how world works everyone tells that even mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway uh, i i really um was curious about well, physics. well actually the, no everyone doesn't first of all mo- most people in who are eight years old aren't necessarily curious about how the world works in the in the kind of way that they're going to take action and you know want to deploy those uh, those big questions and in, in, in use their hands but it sounds like you also had um, supportive or understanding parents who not only were not saying, you know, stop playing with the start, stop making things, go, go finish your homework and become an engineer. But it sounds like, I mean, wasn't there a story about how they sent your little inventions to NASA or something when you were a little kid? And when I made things and you know, like shadows, air spacecraft. So my mother and my father like. They took pictures and sent them in through Facebook for NASA or like ESA or some of these organizations, and even and uh, even they sent us uh, uh, a letter and suggestion to uh, you know getting admission for uh, school in uh, you know in uh, United States. 
but you know uh it was uh and after you know after chatting with them like for for one month or even uh like three weeks we uh, lost our a connection and in through Facebook it was like uh, we were not you're sure. blocked yeah we because of NASA yeah because communicating chatting, with NASA yeah wow. communicating with NASA and this is like referencing to what we usually talk about like the story uh, that we had during that time and it was really strict uh, like chatting like with the United mm-hmm. States government's organization did NASA offer you a yeah, schooling kind of, or something yes yeah, some kind of a, you know elementary school in um, in United States and uh, they, they really liked those shuttles and you know origamics things and so are uh, you saying shuttles like yeah. space shuttle space you, shuttles you were making space shuttles yeah space shuttles everything that I like found like during eight when I was like you know starting eight years <laughs> old <laughs> so yeah so you would find garbage, yeah, right? and then you would make a, a space shuttle out of it. Yeah, like uh, garbages, or you know, it was just a model, though, not a space shuttle that can fly anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it was okay. a model, or uh-huh. or many, or uh, even the household items. You know, uh, any random household items. I found them, like you know, and then piecing them together. And my idea was like to what? Make Sorry, it's too interesting to me. What household items? For example, give me an I example. A, yeah. yeah, for example, like I saw my mother like chopping onions, and uh, this was for my you know third, I, I think third class science fair project. And then I like she was chopping onions, so uh, I thought like <laughs> she had some kind of um, you know she was crying. She was crying because of the bothered. onions. Yes, yeah, because yeah. of onions. And I um, and uh, and I immediately uh, had two two electronic armchairs and then I connect them to uh, with each Wait, other. Wait, you had two what? Electronic armchairs? Yeah, electronic. What does that mean? Uh, it's electronic fan. Okay. Yeah, and I connect them to, uh, <laughs> you know, and I connect them to a glass, you know, uh-huh. a, a goggles and um, to prevent that, you know, j- just to prevent that. To cover uh, the eyes? Yeah, well, to cover the eyes, but it has a fan. <laughs> Two fans, and you know it has a battery. <laughs> you know some kind of <laughs> yeah. It was a little. Did bit, it know. work? Yeah, did actually. The, the, the fan goggles. Did your mom use them uh, next time with the PRs? Or yeah, and even she, <laughs> she she laughed, and when I like when I presented that, presented, and uh, she laughed. That's really. So wait uh, a second. Let, hang on. How first of all, how old are you with the goggle uh, invention? How old were you? Yeah, uh, I. I Third class science, third what, what grade that? science. What third grade project. is like you're eight, nine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was so you that see time. your mom uh, cutting onions, and then and yeah, <laughs> do you tell her I'm going to invent something, or you just run off and yeah, find things? Of, yeah, uh-huh. finding things, and you know, it this was is like unbelievable. Yeah, it, it, I, it, I'd be terrified to have you in the house. It's <laughs> like a mad scientist. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, what's he going to come up with next? And uh, my mother called. Like my family, even yeah, my my son made this, and and you know, it was really uh, you know it was really um, fun, really for uh, me, and you know I was super excited to continue that when I saw like my parents like it, and and they even suggested me like uh, to continue to uh, innovate more things, uh, and did, did, I mean you were still you were going to normal school in Tehran at the time as well, right? Or no? Yeah, for yeah, for for just for elementary, yes. But uh, and after that, uh, I I did an entrance exam, and for for high school, I changed my school to a uh, you know a more uh, professional high school uh-huh. in Tehran. So did you? I'm I'm guessing you probably went to high school earlier than most people. Did you go younger than most people? No, 
No. Oh, okay. No. All right. Thank <laughs> no. God, you're a bit normal. So uh, when NASA says, oh, we have some school we could, you know, in the United States, how, how come at that point you, was it an option to say, okay, let's go and send Airfon to, to the U.S. for NASA when you're, when you're a little boy? Yeah, exactly. We, we actually didn't have that option and, you know, uh, situation was different and we, uh, we we couldn't get to like doing get to do some visa work or, you know, embassy work. So uh. Uh, we didn't actually go forever to apply for United States or going or, you know, um, or immigrate to another country mm-hmm. for, you know, for more opportunities. But uh, actually... Like later, we came up with this idea that we we need to have an option, and and um, because we didn't see any support, uh, the system was not supporting uh, as supportive as it should be. Mm. So uh, we we've decided, you know, uh, to continue to be to study in Iran, and like until when I was you know sixteen years old, uh. I came up with uh, my first invention. And I present that to Khorazmi uh, Award. Was and that the photoelectron particle d- detector? Exactly. Okay. It was like a photoelectron spectroscopy system that uh, it could give, uh, like, you know, it can give some uh, features of like a photoelectron particle in photoelectric effect. Okay, hang on effect. a second. Stop. <laughs> yeah. but that, no know. one knows what you're talking about except for some scientists out there. Maybe Shia because he's weird. Uh, let, let, let me, I, I want to ask you, to treat me like I'm a little child and explain what that is. But first, you know, we were talking about, you You started talking about your childhood because I asked you about you're passionate about innovation. And you, uh, you seem to be saying two things. One, that you've always loved making things. Uh, and that, um, that boyhood passion remains in you today, like, the little, the little guy who would make the uh, the goggles for the mom after is still you today. I'm imagining you see things around the house, you see things happening, and, and you want to make something. But there's a second part to it, too, which is you said something like you wanted to know why the world is the way it is. And so there, it feels like in the things that you invent, I mean, maybe this is true for inventions in general, but it seems like the impetus What's driving you is to want to make the world a better place somehow. Is that is that true? Exactly. And you know, uh, I had a, I I had multiple questions. You know, uh, I I was wondering about how things work. So I realized that science can answer those questions that I wondered about. So it it could answer it. So I I followed that way. You know, I followed to read more about physics. Uh, to to find out how how world works like wh- what what are some theories that that causes the nature have some has some patterns you know like um like some disciplined patterns that that's that's, uh, that's really a turning point again for me to to connect myself with my environment mm. and to make world a more sustainable place ah. for its citizens do so, you uh, does it come from a place of are you worried about the world? I'm I'm really worried about the situation right now and, and even before. So, um, in terms of what climate? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Climate change, and you know, and we we have to take action for that. And and and, and it was crystal clear even before. Mm-hmm. And and the you only you know what one way to deal with climate change? 
goggles with fans on them. <laughs> yeah, the cool the they cool the head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's an example. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Yeah, exactly. So, so you know, um, th- that time, you know, I, I just like science could answer those questions. Mm. So I read books. I, I continue to learn about it. Mm. And and did you uh, have a particular? role model Stephen Hawking is there somebody that you you think of and go I want to be that guy yeah Thomas Edison Thomas I, Edison yeah Thomas all Edison right, he, all is, right. he is ever, the light bulb. Every, yeah every single one of my friends you know n- knows that like um how did when did you know about Thomas Edison you're a kid growing up in Iran the, uh, he's a famous American inventor wh- from 300 years ago when uh, when did you first know about Thomas Edison you know, I take him as my leader. So he is really inspiring in 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 shining the world, mm. and 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 you know, I have a lot of respect for all of his inventions. And you know, he had uh, about one thousand four hundred patents in United States uh, Patent and Trademark mm-hmm, Trademark yeah. Office. And you know, uh, but so curious that it's inspiring. not somebody. It's not Elon Musk or somebody new. It's it's you're going way back for the for Thomas yeah. Edison. Yeah, you know, he because of that origination. You know, it, it has roots in huh. inventing. In you know, uh, like Elon Musk. I also have you know he is a really great entrepreneur. But in in you know entrepreneurial world. But uh, um, but in inventing like inventing world mm-hmm. and you know. Uh, innovation world. Mm-hmm. Thomas Edison uh, even uh, invented, uh, you know, uh, motion pictures. Yes. Like today's video or even yes. lamp or yeah, light bulb. Yeah. So pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty yeah. big deal. So uh, I, I took him as my, you know, leader, and I, I followed how how what did what he did, and even how he found problems mm. and find like interest problems, and to find you know some unique solutions that are creatively try to do you follow the lives of these people like steve jobs and bill gates and are you do you read about them do you look yeah. do you care about their their sort of journey and think about what how how they did what they did yeah exactly like um like steve jobs or yeah i i read books about him like their biographies elon musk he uh, he's also one of my role models i i really uh um, he's done okay yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, you know he, he worked a lot during um, they, his youth, yeah, 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 he he has some uh, great work ethic, yeah. and I appreciate that. I, I, I take that as yeah. You know, with a guy like Elon Musk, it's it's so easy at this point to think that he just flies from party to party and tweets something or whatever. Yeah. But I guess he has put in his time at some point. Yeah, yeah, he's you know more doing entrepreneurial things yes. or making companies or yes. you know just working on economy things, but. Inventions are really uh, unique. It should be just from an inventor like Thomas Edison or Nikola Tesla. I also have to mention oh, Nikola Tesla. Tesla. Okay, yeah. yeah, he has done very great job in in shining the world that we have today. So, so when you're 16, you invent this award-winning photoelectron particle detector. Now, you started to explain this to us. I I, I actually have read up on it, so I have a sort of an idea of of what it is but why don't you why don't you explain for folks out there uh, who may not be scientists uh, or inventors exactly what what it does what it what, what you invented yeah actually it is an accelerator that can accelerate uh, particles like from a metal like suppose we have a metal so if we if we radiate that metal with with a, with a high frequency light it releases a particle called 
photoelectron. So that particle can be accelerated and can have some radiations. So this system can uh, measure that radiation and, and give that some you know critical features of the particle like spin, speed, frequency, energy to the monitor like of, and, and you can like read that from monitor and use it for scientific purposes and and you know it was efficient like for Khwarezmi award uh, it was like about um, 8,000 inventors all around all around Iran and you know scientists in Iran like that like even I, I, I went to Tehran University you know Sharif University they liked it and 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 the surprise about this idea that uh, I like I just uh, pick on that particle <laughs> That just that one particle, it was really um, surprising for you know uh, the faculty members or any any of the university's alumni. So, uh, uh, no, when did you first have the idea for that? Yeah, uh, you, you know, I, I read a lot. So, uh, how I, I inspired to 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 work on this kind of idea was from reading a lot of books. So, so I found the photoelectric effect. Okay, so what if we measure this radiation that is happening from from the particles acceleration in the system so how we should how we should do that so we have to you know have some kind of are a you, device are you consulting with anyone when you're doing this or are you just doing it all by yourself you know because of you know in in invention field it, it shouldn't be you know obvious to uh, so so you have to follow your idea and then you can you know um, you can consult sorry what does that mean you don't want to you don't want anybody to steal the idea is that what you mean yeah, yeah, first we have to uh, file it in, in the patent organization. Oh, okay. And then... You um, want to make sure you secure the patent. Yeah. Before you invent it? Uh, no, no, after. After you invent so it. So after, you, you have the idea, and uh. then you you, uh, you have to file it. So before you're going to consult consult with investors, uh, okay, with okay, scientists, yeah. and then you can, you know... Yeah, but I don't even mean in investors. I just mean in, in terms of developing it. Yeah. Well, are you doing it by, like, in terms of actually actually inventing it do you do that work by yourself yeah exactly because uh i read a lot of books you know uh, i you know um i dig into it and you know um, i i analyze the problems i uh i loved physics and i i, I was mad about it so the patterns of nature so th that was uh you know that was the thing that i always interested in like day in and day out like even in school at Arabic class, I read physics. Like my my my, my You didn't pay attention to the Arabic. You no, no. <laughs> but uh, I have to. I have a lot of respect for Arabic language. Uh -huh. It's so beautiful. But uh, that wasn't my interest. Uh -huh. I I have much respect for that. But that wasn't my right, interest. Right, there. right, That's very diplomatic. Good. Yeah. So, um, speaking of which, so you know, it's it's not long after you win those awards in Iran and you've made that invention that you end up coming to Canada. And you've you've intimated a couple of times that um, you didn't have the support in Iran, and I want to ask you about that. I and I know you don't mean to get into politics and stuff, and we don't have to at all. And but I find it really interesting since we um, we talk so much about arts, for example, or you know, creative people or culture not getting support in Iran. So if you're a musician, for example, you have to leave Iran to, to, to find that kind of support. It's curious to me that in the science realm, being an inventor, that I would think that that's the kind of thing that you would get support for in Iran since it's so valued in our society, in our culture. 
But that wasn't true for you. You were not getting that kind of support. No. So look, exactly. So first uh, I made my first invention. And then after that, you know, immediately we went to uh, a national, you know, a national competition for robotic association uh, competition in Emory Cambridge University. And um, and we did that. We got the first place and we went just a little brief about how uh, we did, sure, how we yeah. worked in Iran. And then we went to international award on behalf of Iran. And um, on behalf of Iran, we went to Taiwan, Taichung University, and we won the third place in a team uh, of, for, for Iran's robotic team, national robotic team. And then when we came back to Iran, even it, it wasn't you know surprising that we, we, we couldn't see any politicians to say even a simple congratulations. There was no big celebration. No, there was not, no big not a celebration even to support or even in, in investment things. So and and from and from then we decided to find an option or you know to find more support. And and we saw that, you know, it was crystal clear that like can countries like Canada, United States, they support their inventors, they support their in every mm-hmm. in every field, not like invention as you said, it's valued. Why exactly. do you think that support wasn't there in Iran? I think there is there is an educational problem in its origination. So there is some kind of a problem in education system of Iran. So, um, you know, young people in Iran have to pass an exam called concours. Concours. Mm-hmm. And that's really disgraceful. That's really disgraceful for, for because for, it stratifies everybody into just one ju- being exactly, judged just, on one just on just to normalize people like young people's abilities to some kind of uh, you know uh, some kind of standard yes. criteria standardized yeah. criteria yes so, so like some of my friends had different you know interests like some of them liked programming some of them like art some of them so that the implementation of educational policies was wrong mm. and I, I want that i, I even did went, you how did you do in the concours? i even advocate that how did you do in the concours i didn't do that you didn't so, even do it yeah uh-huh. i didn't do that so but are you saying that there's some kid out there in Shiraz or in uh, Mashhad, who has the potential to be an amazing inventor and will never be discovered because they don't do well enough on the concours, for example. Exactly. There are many talent, many, many talented young people in Iran. And you know, family, family is very important. Parents, parents are very important. They have to, you know, push their young, they, they have to allow they're young people to continue to innovate, to advocate for what they love, to what they are interested about, to what they're interested in. So they, they shouldn't, you know, block them just to go do concours. That's that's wrong. That's wrong mm. for for our communities. So uh, you can see here those young people who are interested in inventing. They can go. They can do inventing. Those interested in arts, they can do art. So. You know, but you I know, still parent. don't understand, Airfon. I, I still don't understand you. You're this 16 year old, 17 uh, year old. You win. You know. You go to the, the the international competition in Taiwan. You come home with a bronze medal or with your team in robotics. What does the concours have to do with? I mean, why wouldn't 
if I were the regime in Iran, I would want to embrace you and tout you as the, you know, look at what's coming out of the country that we're, we're the, the government in. I mean, why wouldn't they do that? Yeah, actually, um, so that was the support that uh, wasn't there for research. So uh, so it's all about, you know, funds. The, uh-huh. the, funds, the funding isn't there. Yeah. Right, right. It's all about the funds and and the f- and even the funding from, uh, you know, how, how these, uh, like, how these uh, exams are supported mm-hmm. for for government so government knew that there should be some kind of exam for for young people like uh, to continue to to uh, you know uh, go in this one dimensional way yeah. and and not to continue for what they believe so here in Canada we don't have any standard exam we we no, really don't no. have it. So like in university of And as you and as you say, I mean there's there's debates in Canada about whether yeah. uh, why it isn't greater the fund for but there there is money put aside for research, research and development and and as there is in the states and and there is a premium placed on that and so um so you're the beneficiary hopefully of of that kind of support. Um when you choose when you and your family, I guess you come with your mom uh to Canada, how difficult was the adjustment for you i mean your english is excellent you you seem extremely well adjusted you've been here for a couple of years you're already a youth counselor <laughs> you're you know you're you're in the media here and everything was it as seamless as it appears to be or was it difficult at first coming here yeah um that was you know difficult decision to emigrate to canada it it wasn't you know uh exactly as you said it it, it wasn't you know uh, easy to to take this decision to come to leave, you know, my country. I love my country. I love Iran. So, uh, like leaving beyond my family there, and my, uh, you know, my father and just uh, me and my mother. We came here to Canada. We, uh, it, it wasn't really uh, easy, uh, you know, thing to do, and um, and and that was the point that I realized that I have to work here. I have to serve people here and, and 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 that was my idea like if i couldn't do that why do you my- have to serve people here i, I mean I, it's beautiful that you do but you're a 19 year old even right now i mean you know why don't you just go to toronto raptors games and hang out listen to music you do well in school whatever i mean why do you feel the responsibility of having to serve people yeah because uh because i believe that we have to make a better we have to make world a better place that that was just the reason and uh and service service is one of those factors that could allow me to start for example that 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 was one of the factors that allowed me to work on mental health you know the first i i tried to join you know youth councils you know minister of international trades youth council and and to advocate for youth mental health so you know I try to serve young people and by raising awareness for their mental I saw that in Iran. Uh, I, 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 I was disappointed that young people weren't aware of how mental health is important and they, they didn't take care of it. Here I realized that this is a matter like like physical mm-hmm. like our mm-hmm. physical health, mm-hmm. mental health matters and we have to you know work on it. We, th- there should be some community. And when did work. that? When did it really hit you that that's something you want to work on? 
You know, just mental health. Just I'm glad g- you would start talking about that because I think it's an important part of what, what your message is these days. When did mental health uh, become something you wanted to speak out about? Yeah, um, maybe because of your like. Uh, Long, like the long side effects of concurring around, like on on young, mm-hmm. like my friends, mm-hmm. uh, my friends' behaviors, or you know, some some young people' behaviors. So, like suicide mm-hmm. was really a disappointing factor in Iran. Yes. So you can see, like, a, like that young girl killed herself because she couldn't get, you know, gold medal in you know in Olympiad for math, right. and. And you know, because like the family is zooming, the family is, uh, you know, checking, checking the parental ex- exer- pressure. Yeah, exerting yes. that pressure yes. on, 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 on their daughter. So, so that's you know, uh, that's the and, the and have you felt that kind of pressure? Did you feel that kind no, of? No, I, I, you know, I always, I always uh, that there was actually pressure because of the educational system, but I always told my, you know, uh, my mo- mother or my father, my parents that. I want to do what I want. I want to do what I'm interested in, and I did it. and And inventing for me is fun, and you know, it's it's. But there's a airphone. There's a piece written. Uh, I think it's written by you. That's online from a couple of years ago, uh, talking about how you struggled with anxiety and and stress and maybe depression. I want to quote from it. He feared from investors and was scared that if he couldn't handle their money, which had been given to him to work on the invention, and the worst case, what he should do in the case the project was rejected and giving back, all these thoughts were adding to his anxiety and, and stress. So he, this is something that's personal for you as well. Mm-hmm. How, how bad did your anxiety get? So actually, it was just, it was a little bit of a stress, not like, uh, not like a huge stress okay. for me. But th- th- even I, I can't say that, like, stress was interesting for me. Like, even, you know, stress, we, we have a stress. We have to, you know, we have to claim it. it, it it's real. And like like our physical health, we, ha- we have to highlight it. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it can happen, like even Elon Musk in, in that high yes. entrepreneurial, yes. you know, levels, he, he has it, like with investors. Like me, even I, I was, since like during uh, some, I found some investors to, to show my uh, invention, it wasn't easy for, for a young, mm-hmm. you know, for it at that young age. So it actually happens that, you know, undeniable. But the point is, um, the point is controlling and taking care of it. Offering. So how, how, what have you learned about managing your own ambitions? Exactly. So uh, I found some ways, like talking with my parents, talking about my my problems about them, like uh, just talking with your social network. Find them, your friends, your family members, your, maybe your close friends. Mm-hmm. Talk with them. And even find those young people who need your support. Even give your support and and support them. They, they really are in 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 a bad situation. You have to find them and support them. And you know, um, there are some platforms. I have to mention it's like Jack dot org or uh, Kate's help phone. Helpful, and yeah, yeah Kate's help phone. Yeah, 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 they can find it and they can connect with these platforms. Mm-hmm. They are fabulous and they, and it's so helpful. So like, uh, do, what do you feel pressure to perform? I mean, do you feel, um, how hard do you take it? Be honest, the name of the show is Rook. But how, how 
hard do you take it uh, if you don't deliver on something? If you if something you are creating fails, or if you don't meet the standard that you expect of yourself? So yeah, I have to say like a quote from Elon Musk. So if you don't fail, you're not innovating enough. So you have to fail to innovate. So are you okay with failing? Yeah, because I knew that was, you know, that was part of it. That was part of a game. So if you don't fail in that game, you, you're not innovating But when enough. you do fail, I mean, in the moment, are you okay with that? Can you go, oh, you know what? This is yeah, part of the... Yeah, exactly. Really, you, can, you don't get, you don't throw something at the wall or get angry or punch a, a pillow or something or... No, no, and, you know, because I knew that that was the part of, you know, that was part of innovation. So if we don't fail, we can't innovate okay. enough. So, you know, that was the part that I realized that if I, I don't, you know, uh, remove that mistake, remove that barrier in, in, my, in my work, so uh, I'm not innovating enough. So but I don't understand how you do all the things you do um, without becoming a stress basket. Because assuming you're still inventing, following your passion, you're a York University student, a mental health advocate. We'll get into the city councilor thing. I don't know what you're doing. So uh, what is your schedule? I mean, what, do you do you have a a window of, of each day where you go, this is my time for inventing or or how do you balance all of this? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I just set a rule for that. Like every, you know, three months we have uh, we have a small invention and we, like even we have it on, or either we have to file it or make it or prototype Who's it. Who's we? Well, we, uh, we have to yeah. myself but, yourself you know okay. i i have so a little you, bit of yeah. you know shy <laughs> okay. to right, yeah. myself but I, yeah. we right. or m maybe like uh <laughs> like like attorneys attorneys because i have uh, some attorneys to some help attorneys. me okay, yeah attorneys yeah. they they help me to uh, uh you know to file the patents to file uh the inventions and i have i do have any schedule so it's um part of it for community work part of it is for uh, you know, government politics work. I, I, I haven't, you know, I had an internship at Liberal Party. I even, you know, couldn't, couldn't get that around, around my mind. Like how I even connected to a, a political party yes. in Canada. Yes. Because I, I love that their notions. I love their ideas in Canada. Are you hyper organized? Do you have? Do you follow a schedule to a T? I try to be. Uh -huh. <laughs> I try to be. What time do you get up in the morning? About uh, six. 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 Okay. To seven, yeah. And and what do you do when you? I'm first an early wake? bird, so yeah, that, kind, yeah. Of, kind of. Okay, you get up at six, and 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 what do you what do you do? What's the, uh, what's when do you first get to work? Yeah, first I will. Uh, you know, I will get a coffee and then you know because it gives me a lot of energy yes, to yes. continue the work and then uh and then first of all i will um you know uh read uh, invention news mm -hmm. like what is invented in the day and then i i will work on uh in depending on that day like mm -hmm. if it's Community work. I will do my community works like and right away service. at six o'clock. Once you, I mean, you get up and brush your no, teeth. No, no, after no, no, uh, after okay. it's like in in its due time. I will I will okay. work on All it right. and and then uh, I I do have some break and balance for family 
and for joining my family. So I, I do, uh, you know, I do have- you get, you allow them some time. You give them a couple of hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because because of my mental health, it, uh, it matters. Yes, of course it, it matters. matters. But do you, like, do, do you go to a movie? Would you watch a hockey game? Would you? Mm, uh, I, no. I, it's a busy time, no, I, I, I really can't, I, my mother like, like tell me you have to but I, I can't because I, I I'm really busy like one day I'm I'm in uh, I'm working on my company so and one day I'm uh, I'm in univer at university and it, it's really hectic and but don't you think you should be scheduling some social time wouldn't that be part of the balance exactly absolutely we have to do that and you know as you of course said, in your case you probably schedule it to the minute and uh you know but, but even so we'll take five it. minutes yeah yeah five minutes social time <laughs> i get to call a friend yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, exactly. well, I don't want to worry about you you know i want to make sure that you you have that element of your life too i mean that's that's, that's part of learning part of, right yeah. is is hanging out you know, uh, I don't know, whatever you like to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, you know, that's crucial. We, we, we shouldn't, you know, then, like we, it, it, it's on the number. We have to have it. We have to, we have to set it up in our calendars, in our, that social time is, is really important. But you know. Uh, There's a lot of Iranians listening, by the way, going, <laughs> let him work. <laughs> don't tell him to go to a movie. You know? <laughs> don't like, tell. No, I'm looking for him to have some balance. Yeah. yeah. And some days, like I, I can see, I have you know like eight to nine hours of work. Sometimes I'm chatting with investors, incubators, to to you know to present the invention. It's and you know it's really it's really you you have to you know give time for that and. Um, and you know media like um, for example I saw like tweets like mayor of Toronto tweeted or you know premier doctor tweeted and I uh, you know I, I can't even uh, it's it's uh, you know really busy yeah. to handle them and to, so it's not enough time for any social thing but we have to have mm -hmm. that social thing for for our mental health I, I, I can't deny that but you know um, yeah, as long as I mean, let's face it, that kind of social time is for yeah, teenagers. For oh, wait, you are a teenager. Uh, so, so I turned to 20. You, oh, did you turn 20? Yeah, I turned. I oh, just, well, I, that changes everything. Yeah, I just you're turned. old now. <laughs> <laughs> this is just, now you're uh, now you're not delivering enough. Uh, before you were an impressive teenager, now you're in your 20s. Come on, let's get to work. Just a week. Uh, yeah, you, you have uh, it was just a week ago. Yeah, it's uh, it about uh, happy tabalot. Yeah, uh, thanks. Happy, happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, you've mentioned a few times patents, you've mentioned investors, you've mentioned monetization. Um, how important is making money for you? Exactly. So, like, one side of it, as I said, like innovation is one side of it is to like uh, present your innovation invention to people getting awards for it make credibility but the other side is monetization you have to have some kind of a business thing you, you have to have to work in in you know entrepreneurial you know areas to uh we don't have to do you have to that's I mean, that's a choice too yeah, you want to make money. yeah that's yeah. that's actually an option but for making that you know big or uh, or or making more uh, effects or impacts in community or even economy. It's better to, to to work on it in the case of entrepreneurship, and so that that's exactly what I'm trying to do these days. And and um, do you want to be uh, 
we're rich? Do you want to be? I mean, we've had a few people on the show, Ali Parsel, Hadi Partovi. There, there are people in our community who are billionaires because of things that they've entre- being entrepreneurial. Is that your goal? Actually, I want to be like you know, I I want to be that entrepreneur to uh, to to have some societal impacts and have some you know uh, positive impacts in world. I I do appreciate them. You know, they they are making uh, many many positive mm-hmm. uh, impacts in mm-hmm. Iranian community in the world. Uh, but just being rich for me means like helping people, just mm-hmm. to serve the people. Th- this is all all I want to do. Just I would like to help this planet. I would like to uh, to save the nature. We we need to do something. It's it's gonna be so late. Really. I'm, 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 it, That's this amazing, is, man. Yeah, I better not catch you driving a fancy car. It's okay to have that. Oh, it's okay to have that. All right, all right. So the, the fancy car is okay, but let's save the environment. Uh, no, I, I think I understand, and I um, uh, appreciate uh, where you're coming from on that. Um, where do you see yourself in, in 10 years? Well, um so what I'm mainly doing now is, you know, be a voice. So for for like ten years, I I would like to be more active in politics, politics of Canada, to continue to see how policies in 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 you know innovation policies, or scientific policies are impacting the whole country. So I I have a close tie to politics, and I want to be. You enjoy in that. that the politics? I'm going to yeah, ask you about the, why why the politics. I mean, you can. If you become a famous, successful inventor, you're going to have a. Elon Musk is not a politician, but he has yeah. a lot of influence, right? Uh, do you really want to spend your time being a counselor and dealing on a granular level with people like that? Yeah, yeah. So you know that n- just not for you know m- making rules. I I love like those uh, parliamentary things, but beside that, my main vision for for a Canada like that that has that you know, final scientific purpose, like going to Mars. We Canada should go to Mars, really. I'm, mm. I'm, but government is not, you know, um, allocating more. Um, Do you really think we need to go to Mars? Yeah, we it's have It's not a waste to. of money to go to Mars. Don't mm. we have things that we have to deal with and we're going to spend money going to Mars? Yeah, and that's the reason we have to change the government. So we have to have <laughs> more innovative government. Uh-huh. Yeah, we have to change the government and turn it to more I- innovative government. And, and you know, we have to uh, allocate more uh, investment for innovation department. Healthcare, what, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but for me, like more in innovation-based or you know, like Ministry of Innovation and oh, science uh-huh. things, uh-huh. That, that's that matters for me. Yes. And and because because government is powerful, government is strong, and it has a huge impact on our society, and and you know and and science, especially if you're in the in the, I mean. Somebody once said that you have to be at the top levels of government to really make a difference. You know, I know that goes against the romantic notion that the the local councillor can do a lot of good. But do you want to be the premier? Do you want to be the prime minister? I actually no. Why not? But I actually have more vision for like Ministry of Science and you know Innovation okay. of Canada because okay. um I I have this like you know specific you know, vision for for this kind of ministry because we have to work on it, you know, to, to turn it to uh, what Canada deserves. And 
And, I, you know, I have to imagine you've met Dr. Reza Moridi at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Even uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, talk, you got the liberal part, and you got the scientist part, and yeah, he was a he's amazing a, a cabinet he's, minister. Yeah, yeah, he's an amazing uh, person. He's knowledgeable. I, I talked with him, you know, so, so sometimes because of COVID. Like I talked with him through Instagram. So, and you know, uh, he he's an amazing uh, scientist, and you know, um, I, I I just uh, imagine how. Iranian community comes far so far here and uh, and you know that entanglement between science and uh, and politics mm. is beautiful for me because if you you know if you make an impact on innovation you are making an impact on economy and that entanglement is what we have to you know follow to make mm. to make an innovation innovation you know policy implication for canada that canada deserves like going to mars allocating more you know investment to um uh, to space agency of canada and and these are uh the things that i i want to do in politics and, and i'm i'm actually i have these visions mm -hmm. because canada deserves it and and we have to work on it like it's politically You've mentioned a few times. I mean, it's 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 lovely to hear you talking about Canada. You've also mentioned a couple of times uh, in this interview. Uh, you know, I love my country, and you're talking about Iran. Yeah. Could you see yourself returning to Iran to live? Mm, yeah. Um. No, I'm I'm not sure if I came back, but you know, I I, I do love to come back Iran and to visit my mm. you know uh, my other family members. But I'm not really, you know, sure if if I come back or you not. You see yourself living in the West, basically. Mm. Sounds like mm, somehow, but you know, I I, I do. Who knows have, what could happen? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> you know, I actually have some kind of, you know, I have some kind of vision for, uh, for for in in politics. But you know, uh, some kind of vision for for, for Canada's for politics. Uh, for Canadian politics. Yeah, for Canada's uh -huh. politics. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to... Some people would really hope that you have a vision for Iranian politics and that you could fix things. <laughs> Maybe you could return and, 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 and fix things. <laughs> fix Maybe things. you're the guy yeah, everybody's many, waiting for. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Thank you for saying, thank you for mentioning that. Exactly. Many fellow friends, family members told me, like, but, you know, as I said, I'm not really sure if, if I come back. But uh, I do love to visit my fa family members, to visit my country. I and I say it again, I love my country. I love Iranian, Iranian from all around the world. They are fabulous people, fabulous people. And I, you know, um, talented young people around the world, smart. They They're fabulous people who are no doubt very proud of you. Thank you for Thank doing you so this today. Much. It's been such a pleasure to have you here in person in the studio. Congratulations on what you've already done. And in advance, congratulations on all the things I can't wait for to see you do. Uh, I can't wait to have you back and, and uh, with each new invention. And it's been such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jian. Thank you for having me today. It, uh, it was a pleasure to be on Rogue Media and, uh, and talking with you and uh, Rogue Media and your colleagues and uh, yeah, thank you. It was thank you for supporting Iranian community uh, members, and uh, and uh, that's uh, we we greatly appreciate your support and and young people, yeah. especially young people. Well, you are really impressive. Much less impressive now that I know you're twenty. You were very impressive as a nineteen-year-old. Now that you're old, 
I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, just a week. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, my brother. Erfan Nurayi, Iranian Canadian city youth counselor, mental health advocate, quantum physics inventor, student at York University. Erfan uh, is the 20 year old bronze medalist for the United Nations World's Best Inventor and Innovation Awards 2021. Erfan Nurayi, join me in the Rook studio today. There, I think uh, Captain Reza, Groovy Shia, the fabulous Keon. The microphones are back on. Oh, I'm just so glad there is not very many of our fun. Otherwise, <laughs> actually, <laughs> there is. Well, yeah. he's unique. He's unique. Ways, he's, no, there isn't. How many geniuses uh, are out there like him? In the Otherwise, like, imagine the pressure we're under just being us, like being compared to other yeah. kids. Now, I'm not letting my uh, mom listen to this. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting to hear Air Fawn talk about having problems with the concours. Isn't right? that interesting? That's crazy. How you say con- concours? Concours, yeah. Concours, yeah. yeah. Right, right. I mean, that that that's really interesting, given that he is the genius. He's the, for him to say this... System doesn't this work. This system is broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so true, too, because there are a lot of people with talents in other, like, sectors and, and, and fields that, that don't necessarily want to, like, study physics or... Or math, but you gotta you gotta take. But he's saying he's saying there's a lot of guys like him that you know are are incredibly talented, are incredibly smart, are incredibly um, creative, inventive, but but may not be best on a standardized test, Mm -hmm. and they'll they'll never get seen, they'll 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 never get heard. And it's not easy. It's not only about the standardized test. It's about the pressure that is on you. Like you're on a short time limit, then you gotta practice that. It's like it's like it's like practicing for um, the Olympics like it's how right. ridiculous it is and that pressure like takes I, a I could away. I could uh, the other thing is I mean now that he's not here I, 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 I love that he talked about how much he loves Iran and being Iranian but I can't help but feel what is Canada's gain is Iran's loss yeah. in this case you know yeah. I mean how how if you are running a country you don't want someone like Erfan to leave the country, you know, to go, to go find yeah. success elsewhere, yeah. right? It's it's really, I mean, a, we can be proud of them as Iranians, but it's yeah. it's sad for Iran. It's such I think. a large talent pool that Iran lost. It really, it is sad. Yeah. It's a good point you brought up. Yeah, and this is the, they lost him three years ago. Not, <laughs> yeah. This isn't like he left at the revolution time, you know, yeah. like when, when the stories we normally talk about. Yeah, yeah when I was a kid, <laughs> look, maybe you would laugh, but when I was a kid, actually, I was fascinated by shuttle space. Uh, uh-huh. yeah. And I also created with little models? Yeah, yeah, oh. little models, but. Yeah, I ended up. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, you ended up in Canada too, yeah. but, uh, with but the not with a United that Nations medal. Yeah. <laughs> there was no yeah. invitation. No, but I would invite Shia. How dare you knock my, know. my only sweet if he would Shia bring his model was, rocket. Uh, yeah. th- really, such a uh, thoughtful guy too. You yeah, know, in yeah. terms of wanting to give back to society, but but incredibly ambitious. Mm. No plans for a social life. 
How can how can he? I can't see him having a social life or even be. Oh, he talked about it. You know, yeah. I mean, he gets up at six a.m. and he's got too many things going on right now. I don't have time to watch a hockey game. Good yeah. for him, man. I, again, my mother will not be listening to this. He's going to be one of the next billionaires. Just watch out for him. Yeah. Well, he's definitely interested in that. I think he dropped the Elon Musk's name a, mm-hmm. few, a few at times, least four yeah. or five times. Yeah. That, yeah, we might be working for him one day. Yeah, <laughs> one, also, one day being about a month from now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I also that like that his role model is like Edison and not yeah. one of the new. I know women. that blew me away. That's really cool, Edison. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and Tesla as well. Nikola Tesla, I think he said. Huh. <laughs> Usually, yeah, it's one or the other. <laughs> no, it's quite fascinating man who's your role model Kian? you're my role model Gian. there you go is that the answer you wanted the bar is pretty <laughs> average no i'm just i was actually curious who's your role model bowie that's a, that's uh, a heavy bowie, question bo- bowie, yeah. bowie bowie would be one uh Mandela. uh Gab- would you say mandela <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i mean mandela would not be but i it's yeah, sort of <laughs> odd <laughs> Oh, my answer is Mandela, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Bowie. Uh, I mean, growing up, it would I would have said Bowie for for a while. It was Chomsky. It would have been mm-hmm. John Lennon, uh, and then Gabriel Garcia Marquez was a role model for a while. Is uh, there any Persian guy uh, among your role models? Mm-hmm. Good question. There's not, I mean, like growing up for me, no, I, I didn't I mean, have any no. Persian no. women to look up. My like dad, were, my dad, oh, but not a, not, not a, yeah. no, there was no, no, uh, yeah. no. <laughs> I mean. Ali Dai. <laughs> Ali Dai is a great soccer Until player. So recently he had the highest uh, goal, international goals in the world. Oh, you know what I was going to tell you? Uh, I should have done it at the beginning of the show. We can do it next week. Okay. Hey, uh, did you get your wrapped Spotify 2021 list? Did you get that? No, I did. You, you guys did, on Spotify? Yeah, yeah. yeah I well, did. it's very telling, right? You get yeah. your list. Yeah, you on Spotify, Reza? I'm not. All I right. am, so but I don't listen to it. Sp- oh, okay. I am, but I don't listen to it. It's like, what, what, that's <laughs> the, the point of it. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I just watched the Spotify. Uh, so <laughs> it's. So at the end of the year, Spotify gives you your your top what you've listened to the most. Yeah. Mm. Gives you all your stats and the what you, you know, the songs you've listened to the most. And you can't you can't kind of cheat or lie because uh, yeah, I actually listen to them. So <laughs> well, what's so what's weird for me is I had this um, I have this jazz mix that I made hmm. like two years ago, and oftentimes. At home, like on a Sunday afternoon or something, when I'm I need to work or something, I just put the jazz mix on. So randomly, my 2021 mix, like I, there's there'll be these songs from the past year and some Bowie, songs, and then there's like these jazz songs <laughs> that are just from that mix that you know are the fourth, you know, some old Ch- Chet Baker song. But Love it. but I was gonna I'm say gonna in it. my last in my, in the, my top 20, there's only one Persian song. What is it? In fact, in my top 50, there's only like two. Alerza <laughs> Orbani. No, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's what no. Thanks, show maybe a couple of years ago. The women's <laughs> Dang Show. No, it's very strange, but I really like that song Virun Kun. Oh, the, the airphone. Yeah. Oh, In fact, they texted him. It was like number nine, uh, most played. I just must have played it a lot. But I really there wasn't there wasn't much else. I mean, was uh, that his newer song that he yeah came on the show? Oh, okay, yeah. that was a good song. It's yeah. a great song. Nice yeah. Choice. 
Huh. What would do any any notable things Actually, on yours? I mean, for me as well, because I, these years I, I, I'm trying to like experience, uh, practice more jazz music. Like the first three one was Kid Jared, Kid Jared Trio. And right. Yeah. And yeah. Beautiful. It's interesting when it's not music from 2021, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that oh, either means yeah, we're yeah. out of touch or really in touch. You should have seen game. my list. It was like four different Brazilian bossa nova artists. <laughs> like number two was Sinatra. Yeah, that's that's me. By the way, I have a very popular vintage French playlist. It's up to Ooh. almost twenty thousand likes. Yeah, I made. Oh, you made I it public. I didn't even realize it was public. And then recently, I started getting messages like, "I love your playlist. Ooh. You should add oh. like saxophone well, so, artists." Will like. Want to say you. the name of it? It's vintage French music. Is vintage the French music? There yeah. you go. Yeah. Wow. Apparently, it's one of the best. Keon, who knew? I know. What what, what podcast? Uh, oh, yeah. My number one, I know it's kind of lame. My, my number one was Rook. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, if anybody wasn't Rook, I, I don't want to, <laughs> you better not <laughs> yeah, say so. Okay. But we had some people post that they, the number they one was did. Rook. Yes, they, yeah. did. Yeah. They, did. they tagged us yeah. too. Yeah, I feel like Shia's wasn't Rook. <laughs> He's looking a little guilty over there. No, Rook was on the list, but it wasn't the number, uh, number one. Number one? Oh, really? What? You've been listening to something How else. How dare you? Yeah. This is sacrilegious. Uh, no, he listens to the show 24-7. Yeah, this is the freaking thing. He's <laughs> sick of it. <laughs> something different. Yeah. Hey, a big shout out to Arash and Anita Fazelipur, the founders of MyTerms.ca a successful mortgage company in Ontario, Canada. They believe in educating their clients to understand every aspect of the financing being obtained. And they see each transaction through from the beginning to end to make sure that they are closed with ease. If you're looking for a mortgage in the Toronto or greater Ontario region, go to myterms.ca. They're amongst the best. Both Arash and Anita make it a priority to give back to the Persian community. Uh, really, if you need anything to do with a mortgage, myterms.ca. Big thanks to them. We've been talking about it all show. Let's get to these... Uh, these uh, <laughs> debateful uh th let's get to these um um uh, novels <laughs> well uh these uh passionate <laughs> letters it's letters of the week drink some water man <laughs> i know it's good lung capacity on the kid though <laughs> All right. Like I mentioned, uh, last week on episode 157, we had Iranian-Canadian performer, promoter, DJ Aras. Uh, he's Canada's first Persian... Aras. My apologies. Thanks, DJ Aras. He's uh, Canada's first Persian celebrity DJ. And uh, and on that note, we posted a Rook moment. And it was... You mentioned it earlier. It was when he was uh, talking about how difficult it is to, uh, to run Persian events and, you know, different things. Deal with the Persian up. community as a Persian entertainment business owner. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So we have a mixed bag of uh, comments. So Farnaz S wrote a big shout out to Aras. Aras? Aras. Who is outspoken about the truth. It's the ugly and shameful parts of our culture. No wonder a lot of Iranians try to avoid having a business or a relationship within our community. And congratulations to Gion on establishing York Federation students. Thanks, Rook team, for the amazing job. Very okay. nice. Mm. All right. Thank you, Farnas. And then Masrur wrote saying, only in the Iranian community, a DJ can call himself an artist. Mm? Is it true? No, he's, he's making a he's joke. making like, fun of Farnas. Yeah. 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 
saying that he's not an artist, as he claims. Yeah. A lot of people consider DJs artists. Yeah. 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 Uh, Nico T. Sofianos wrote, This is bang on. And for artists of all cultures, sad but true. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. And then we have uh, uh, Amir Ashkan wrote, It's $35 for the Toronto Symphony Orchestra at Roy Thompson Hall. Tens of talented musicians perform in a well-located, iconic hall for only $35. Finish the performance and show appreciation to the audience. Then our artist, in quotation he has, charges $45 for a party with no musicians in the middle of the suburbs with no access to the subway or go transit. In the end, our, quotes, artist is making fun of people for inquiring about the event. It's a hard pretty yeah. quickly. I mean, it's 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 a music taste, right? Not everybody yeah. likes, you know, the symphony, but, or some people like DJ. Can I add something? Go actually. on. Yeah. Sometimes I um, I kind of I face I've, I've faced this issue that about the price of comparing like mm. the Persian events and like uh, international events, and yeah. sometimes actually I I I, I agree with. Uh, this letter that in some cases mm. the price of Persian events is uh, higher, higher than, than, than the, the quality that you receive mm, true but uh, yeah it's, it's in my you opinion. you pay for what you believe is worth your time I guess so obviously you know there's Persian events that people want to attend and they'll pay the price for it so um, there's a reason why it's priced that way. I, I don't know the details, obviously, but uh, anyway, moving on. But it, but he was he wasn't uh, he was comparing it to um, the other similar events in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't comparing it to the Roy, Roy Thompson Hall. I I, yeah. I don't know which tickets you can get for thirty five dollars to the Toronto Symphony. That's great if you can. That yeah, that's amazing. But uh, but you know, Aris was saying for forty bucks. You know, our price is a lot less than what you go, you pay at other clubs or something. Yep. And then people say, "Is there going to be cello kebab? Is there going to be a massage? <laughs> is there going to be you know?" <laughs> it's, it's not enough. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that was kind of. Uh, but I, I, I think where some people were arguing is, it, you know, he was claiming that this is therefore a representation of a disrespect for art and culture. Mm. And so that the the question mark is whether the events that RS is throwing and being as a DJ are are considered art and culture. Hmm. All right. Uh, username Parparkia said, absolute nonsense. Being anti-artist is in our cultural DNA? Question mark. Iran is the cradle of art, including poetry, architecture, and much more. And in brackets, he has whatever could survive under the political tensions. What you are referring to is not art. There you go. Yeah. It is an entertaining show, which should not be $40. Why should you ask for $40 when the top-notch shows in Las Vegas is in this price range? Where on earth is mixing songs and DJing an art? Why do you mix up copyright issues with an event of a DJ? Why do poor Iranians under sanctions and in isolation should pay for these songs? So many awesome artists and bands from all over the world coming to Toronto, and I attend many of them by paying as little as $20. Why on earth a random DJ should ask for $40, as high as Roger Walters' concerts? Before accusing the whole whole community of being anti-art, look at what you produce and see if it's worth calling art. I doubt it. (laughs) 
Wait a minute, Roger Waters concert? Yeah. Which, which, I, Roger Waters, which, which, which Roger Waters concert was, was for $44 to $40? I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe $340. Yeah, that's more like it. But, uh, or $140. Okay, well, you know, yeah. the point is made. I mean, the, this person doesn't think that uh, what DJing Harris is doing is, is worth it. That, um, I, that's a, yeah, it's a tough argument because uh, to somebody, I mean, uh, th- if somebody who's not into hockey might go, going to see the Toronto Maple Leafs is three hundred and fifty dollars, yeah. which it is, by yeah. the way. Yeah, yeah. You know, wow. uh, really? uh, yeah. yeah. That's to see a hockey game, wow. basketball games are close. basketball games are in the two three hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, you know, it yeah. depends on what you what you consider worth it. Right? Exactly. Too. But uh, but yeah. I, I think the 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 point that may be getting lost here is that. Um, the sad part of what Aris was saying, mm-hmm. whether you agree with him or not, is that it's his experience that Persians, when they find out it's a Persian event, want to pay less. Yeah, they want a discount. They Let's want a discount. Yeah. 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 Hope uh, Banafshe Sanjide wrote, "So true and sad." So he's agreeing with Aras. Okay. She. She. she sorry. Uh, not only do they ask for cello kebab to be included with the ticket, they bring their own drinks in water bottles oh, too. Yeah, that's that's true. true. I've seen that done, <laughs> and I've it's shameful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in, in Iran, you have to do that because it's right. illegal. <laughs> drinks are illegal. I guess they bring that. <laughs> but here it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of paying like what yeah. I don't know, ten dollars for a drink yeah. at the bar, though. Oh, anyway, Khob, uh Farhad wrote, "With all due respect." Whoever is a critic of a community's culture first has to put away their bias. I've heard some of your talks and I really like your media style. In spite of this, your content is really getting worse in terms of generalization and stereotyped illustrations. These issues you're talking about are widespread and universal. They don't seem to be culture specific. Huh. I, I, I don't I know. Don't know. Like this particular one that we're talking about, like Aras is a genuine example of it. He says he's done Persian events and non-Persian yeah. events right. with Persian. And events. He's been doing this for years. Yeah. I mean, I mean Farhad, I, I I think you're absolutely right that we shouldn't generalize, and we certainly try not to stereotype. But we're actually trying to have a conversation within our culture about issues within our culture, and the question around whether art and culture is respected. Um, whether you consider DJing art, let's put that aside. That question is a very, very relevant one to Persian artists. I can tell you that. There's very, there's no one. I can't even think of anyone who's come on the show that hasn't had some kind of an issue with yeah. that. Yeah. Who who would consider themselves a Persian artist or who have been even very successful as an artist, whether it's the painters we've had on the show or Hamid Nikpay or whomever. But uh, you know, yes, generalizations. Uh, there, these are widespread issues in terms of culture. Sure, yeah. And as ever, thank you for the letter. All right, moving on. Saya wrote. Guys, stop the generalization. <laughs> Every community has different types of characters. It's not just Iranians. All right. True. Uh, Sam Sol wrote, A lot of Iranians go to concerts already drunk, so they don't have to pay for the drinks at the bar. <laughs> now, that's not just Iranians. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let's not generalize here. Uh, Soheila Zarabi wrote, Aras is amazing. I know his mom for a long time. Great choice. Right. That's sweet. Uh, Kate Gaskill wrote, It could be that he attracts a certain demographic, like that's his crowd. How can a DJ that plays to a specific crowd in Canada speak about all Iranians' culture? 
How small-minded and judgmental to say that it's in our DNA not to appreciate art. I find it loathsome when people make a blanket comment about anyone's culture based on one thing. This is across all communities, not just Iranian community. Perhaps his experience is with a particular demographic. Artists are revered, respected, and loved in our culture. This sounds like a DJ in a bar with alcohol. Not really art. <laughs> wow. She, she had me there. I was like, yeah, these are good points. And then at the end, <laughs> the judgments, around, this yeah. is an art. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, it's a form of performance, certainly. But all right. Okay. Uh, but I, that's a good letter. I mean, that's really yeah. good points made there. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, finally, something positive. Letter of the week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Keep the letters coming. We like the yes, we like please. the challenging letters. Yeah. All right. No problem. Uh, well, this week's letter of the week goes to Azita Lashkari. She wrote about the contemporary history of Iran. Oh. She wrote saying, "Thank you so much for your series on the contemporary history of Iran. I just listened to your interview on the Shiraz Festival. Thank you for bringing this to life with Vali Mahluji." as someone who seems to have an in-depth knowledge and not just some superficial hearsay. I really enjoy the depth of your, of your interviews and the guests you invite who have true knowledge on the subjects they discuss. More power to your team. It is a breath of fresh air to hear about subjects that I had thought were long dead. Oh, Beautiful. nice. Thank you, Azita. It's a good one. Uh, fabulous. But was the Shiraz Festival really art? <laughs> or was it, uh, oh, I don't know. Was the was the festival of arts really arts, was or it was really it art though? And was it worth the forty? Was bucks it worth the forty bucks to go to the Persepolis for that festival? <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, Captain Reza Gurbishaya, the fabulous Keon. This is full time for Rook for today. More to come next week. Uh, we'll go through our Spotify playlists. Uh, tune in this Thursday with the contemporary history of Iran. And if you haven't checked it out already, the new program, Unmarried Persian Girls, on its own platforms as well, that uh, gets posted every Friday, uh, featuring our very own Kian Nademi. Uh, our website, rookmedia.com. Thanks to the amazing team who put this show together. Savvy Roham, talented Anahita, producer Susan, Ponce of the Artist, the fabulous Keon, Super Parisa, Roy Merthod, Captain Reza, and Gubi Shaya. Thank you to all of you out there supporting us and sharing our content. Please subscribe if you've not done so already. Find me on Instagram at Gian Gomeshi. Mizumbashi. <laughs>